I don't know if you missed that, but in that gospel reading, Jesus already fulfills two in that short passage. This is the second pastor, second chapter of Matthew's gospel, and he's already fulfilled where he's going to be born, that he's going to be called out of Egypt, and that he's going to be called, be called the Nazarene. The Son of God is fulfilling everything of the Old Testament. So in seminary, we're going to start on that second reading. In seminary, I had a spiritual director, Monsignor Trapp, and he said, And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Trapp was trying to convince me that while I was reading canon law, I could do it in Jesus. He was trying to convince me that while I was doing bioethics, that I could be doing it for Jesus. He was trying to con- convince me while I'm doing yard work that I could be doing it for Jesus. I said, Monsignor, how's, how's that even possible? Well, just invite Jesus into it. What does that even mean? Invite Jesus into it. It's opening our, ourselves to the reality at every single moment God is actually looking at me intently. And just opening up ourselves to that reality changes the situation. Whatever I'm doing. Because then I'm not doing it alone, isolated, in a silo. And I'm doing it with the Creator Himself. And I'm doing it in the name of his only son who saved me from my sins. Who saves me from death itself for eternal life. Well then whatever marginal thing I'm doing all of a sudden is united to God. And I'm acting in God's stead not just in my own. In seminary, I don't know if you know what it is required to become uh, a priest, so I'll just lay it out here. In seminary, in order to be from high school straight into seminary and become a priest, it's eight years of formation, give or take. Now it's nine because we're doing a pastoral year. But it's eight years straight out of high school if you go straight out of high school. You need a bachelor's in something, and you need a certain amount of credits in philosophy, and then basically your master's in theology. All of that, all of that has very little to do with the priest that you're going to become. Because the seedbed of vocations is the family. Raising our kids in the faith Raising our kids, knowing that God loves them, we love them, that affects our whole entire life. It's the first seminary, in seminary, that's what we say. The first seminary is the home life. And whatever is placed in us at home is what we have for the rest of our life. Good or bad. If it's bad, God can heal it. And if we're the ones that caused it to be bad, we have to forgive ourselves. Because that self-condemnation is not helpful in following Jesus. 
Jesus can work with wounds. He shows us that in his own wounds when he comes back. Hey, I have saved wounds here. You notice that? Put your hands inside my wound. Why didn't Jesus just make his nail marks go away in his glorified body? Because through that suffering, through that pain, he heals us. That woundedness to save us. So do everything in the spirit of being with God. St. Paul, this letter to the Colossians, put on as God's chosen ones, that's us, holy, beloved, heartfelt compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a grievance against another, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also do. We have this sense of being put on something that on the first doesn't look like it's something that's compatible with me. It does, it's not compatible with my old self. So it's a putting on. It's an action. Lord, help me to put these virtues on. Help me to be patient, to be heartfelt with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, to be quick to forgive, to be absolutely quick to forgive. Who here is the middle child? Anyone? You got a middle child? Am I the only middle child? No? Come on, there's got to be. Yeah, woo! Anyone here is oldest? Thank you for mistakes. Thank you. I was just hanging out with my siblings. We were playing Risk last night. Anyways, but that real sense of like, we learn from one another. We learn from our siblings. We learn what to do and what not to do. We learn from our parents what to do and what not to do, even when it comes to raising our own kids. What to do and what not to do. How do I want to raise my kids versus my parents? And that's not even a versus in a bad way. That's just a, how do we want to do this? Anyone had a kid here that came with a manual? Yeah, no, okay, cool. Have fun. No, but we put on this love. We put on this, this love that God gives us in our baptism. And we want to pass it on. But over all these, put on love that is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of Christ control your hearts. It's a very firm word. Does peace control your heart? What is the peace of Christ? What is that? God saved the world through Jesus. Simply put, there's a lot of add-ons to that. Through Jesus Christ, I have the hope of eternal life, of never dying. I'm already immortal, but not dying. Does that peace reign in our heart, control our heart? Do I think about that? Do I not even know it's there? Does it control us? St. Paul is exhorting us to do that and to be thankful, just to be thankful for all that we have. 
Who here loves... <laughs> who loves here to be corrected? Anyone? Does anyone, like, super love being corrected? Yeah? Okay. No one. Okay. Just making sure. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, and you teach and admonish one another, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. Singing psalms, admonishing one another, spiritual songs, gratitude in our hearts. Because what is love? Willing the good of the other. What is the ultimate good for every single human being on earth? To be with their heavenly Father in heaven for all eternity. That's their good. That's what they're designed for. Created in His image and likeness. And so to be able to admonish one another, to be able to correct one another, and not in a prideful way of I'm better than you, but in a humble way of, hey, I want you to be in heaven with me. Hey, what do you have for me to grow in? I know I'm not the Savior, so I'm not perfect, so tell me what I need to grow in, please. Right? What do you need to grow in? To be humble about it. Putting on humbleness, kindness, gentleness. Part of that seminary formation, back to that, that seminary formation, every year you are evaluated. You had to take two psych tests between minor and major seminary. Those were fun. But you get evaluated every year you go through. You evaluate yourself, where you need to grow, where you're strong, where you need to grow. And then the church evaluates you through the formators. And they say, hey, we see this, you're doing well. Hey, you, you really need to grow here. And it can be a really anxious time, really stressful time. Or you can let the peace of Christ reign in your hearts. And if the Lord's calling me to it, well, he'll see me through. If the Lord's walking with me every step of the way, he'll see me through. We won't get into the book of Sirach, but if you're ever curious, the book of Sirach and Proverbs are really practical advice. Like, son, take care of your father when he is old. Grieve him not as long as you live. Even if his mind fails, be considerate of him all the days of his life. My father has a steel trap. It's a mesh steel trap. But, already failing. No, kidding. It is. It's great. His memory's not there. Great. He still remembers. No, kidding. We were making fun of it again because we used to do it all the time as kids. The Magi. Today, the Magi. Joseph, Mary, and Jesus are heading out as a family. Do they have any idea of where they're dwelling in Egypt? No. This angel just said, go to Egypt. He didn't even say, go to, this, go to Egypt. It's in this general direction. He said, just go to Egypt. There's a, there's a few people that have prayed with this in St. Ignatius spiritually, and um, they looked up at Mary being Joseph, and they looked up at Mary and said, I honestly don't know where Egypt even is. And Mary and Jesus said, that's okay. We'll follow you. 
We trust you. We'll be with you. But going to Egypt, Joseph gets up, has this peace and this calm. Mary, grab Jesus. We need to fly. We need to get out of here. If somebody's coming to kill your kid, how do you do that? How do you have that sense? And maybe they are freaking out, but they're also trusting in the Lord. Their entire trip to Egypt, their entire trip back, all the way to Galilee, to Nazareth. The Holy Family, the model of families, to have peace reside in our hearts, to peace reside in our homes, to have kindness reside in our hearts and in our homes. It takes me back to patience. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not rejoice over wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Those are house rules to live by. That's the home. It's the home that the Lord is giving us. And if we didn't have that growing up, or if we don't have that growing up, to let Jesus enter into it. If we had that growing up, to thank God that we did. Because not everyone has that. So to realize that, to realize that the Lord is with us wherever we're at in our lives. He wants to reign in our hearts. He wants to place that peace in our hearts. The world doesn't know it. The world's never going to understand it. And that's okay. We can understand it. We've all been baptized. We've all had that encounter. And if we haven't, to ask for it. And to wrap this all up, there's a lot that goes into making us who we are. Not only in our lives, but way before we were even created. I've said it before, a trillion things had to go right in order for me to wake up this morning. A trillion things had to go right. It's a lot bigger than me. It's a lot bigger than you. But we're God's beloved children. And he's come to feed us with his only son, present in the Eucharist, to give us peace, to give us joy, to give us kindness, to give us patience, to give us endurance, to be with us. Tonight, let's, God, let's thank God for giving us all those things. And whatever the grace is in your heart, just ask for it. Our God is a loving Father. He wants what's best for his children.